Welcome back to HR Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another fantastic episode of HR Talk. I'm one of your co-hosts here on the show. My name's JC. I'm up by the northern border, by the shores, and all the way down in sunny central Florida, the man, the myth, the legend, Ricky Baez. Word J to the C. How you doing, man? How I am doing amazing. And be- before we start, dude, I need to quell some rumors that are going around. What are you talking about? I don't know who told the intern that I was positive COVID. Oh, yeah. What's going on with that, Rick? <laughs> I am positively positive that i am not positive covid okay i'm good wait how did that start yeah no i i know exactly how it began so um for those that don't know we do have assistants that help run the social media from time to time and um our intern was relieved of their duties to a degree and when the intern steps away or is told to walk away from social media Because Susan isn't a fan of what the intern does, Susan steps in and puts some things out there. So much like how Susan got your birthday wrong, Susan also got your diagnosis of (laughs) COVID-19 incorrect, Rick. I don't even know how that got to her radar. I I was not in contact with anybody that had it. I didn't get, I, I have no reason to be tested. So I saw that on social media. I'm like, what the hell? What do you mean I'm COVID? No, we just had things going on through the weekend. Actually, yeah, no, I, it was my son's birthday. So I, yeah. I think uh, I think when I talked with her and, and she was very concerned about the large numbers <laughs> that were growing, the oh, large bro. COVID numbers and, yeah. and how I think the news story that day was there was like a thousand new COVID cases in the metro Orlando area, something of that nature. Seems accurate. And it all happened within a span of like two hours or something. It had to well, do with a, a chicken <laughs> restaurant or something. I don't know what the story is, but chicken long story short, we got talking about it. And I said to her, well, Ricky likes chicken. And she said, oh, my gosh, he's got the COVID. That's why he's non-responsive right now. And then that non-responsive was overheard by the intern. The intern blew that up and got Susan worked up, and there was a whole thing. And we really thought that you had the COVID. I wasn't sure, but it was. I was glad to get that confirmation from Susan later on after she reviewed your medical medical records on Monday that that you were clean. So that was good. That was good for all of America. How did she get my, my medical records? She's Susan, was in the, the intern. No, no, not no, 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 HR manager. Not the intern, Susan. She's in charge of the whole thing. She, she holds your records. HR manager. She, no, she's, she's in charge. To see my medical records. No, Rick, no. When you sign the waiver and you agreed to let Susan do these things, she touches all your stuff and you don't know it. Apparently, and I ain't signed no waiver. I'm gonna have to have a conversation with Susan. To find out exactly what's going on. Wait a second. On. Wait a second. Wait a second. Records. You don't recall signing a waiver that said. She has complete access to your life. There's nothing for me to recall because none of that happened. There's okay, no well, happening here. <laughs> okay. I I don't understand then how she's got a video feed of the cameras in your home. I don't I don't get it. I don't know what happened there. You know, well, she captured a lot more than just my my medical records. Then maybe <laughs> that's why video feed. maybe that's why she feels you were sick. I don't know. Were you sick? Saturday Mentally, night? Yes. I, yeah. No, I, you know, well, you know what? I almost was. Uh, we had a, <laughs> yeah, it was my son's birthday and 
the whole COVID. Okay, look, look, here's what's going on. All right. I'm going to tell you what happened this weekend. All right. So uh, it was actually the faces involved in this because um, <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> this is my son's weekend. He, he just turned seven. And um, normally we have this big, humongous party for him. We got a big bouncy house slide and it, it's, it's, it's this whole, this big thing. We barbecue, do a lot of things. And it's more of an adult party than a kid's party because we have a blast. So it was about four days before Saturday, right? And when the party was supposed to happen and uh, the face and I are talking because he was coming over and a bunch of the brothers so, are coming over. So Everybody's coming over. So what you mean to say is it was Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> four days before. I mean, what? no, that's fine. <laughs> Me saying four days before people got confused about that. Okay. I got it. All right. Yeah. Tuesday. No, absolutely. Tuesday it's before like, Saturday. It's like, hey, let's have a call real quick at the bottom of the hour. Hang on. What do you mean? <laughs> No, dude, I have an Apple Watch. Leave me alone. So, um, so yeah, so we're talking, and then uh, my wife and I are talking. We're like, you know what? All this COVID stuff going on, and nine thousand cases in one day for the whole state of Florida. It's kind of freaking everybody out. I don't want to contribute to that. We had like about fifty people scheduled to come over, so we just canceled everything. We postponed it. I just had a little cake for him, and we just hung out here, just a family, and uh, we did nothing. But I completely threw my phone away. I, I got it out of my set. I, I didn't want to touch it. I just wanted to have a, you know, just have some dinner, hang well, out I with mean, my family, and that was it. That's what I did. Let's be honest. You, sir, are on call twenty four seven. I mean, <laughs> that's if, why if, if I threw my phone away. <laughs> if there's anyone that I know that works more on a Sunday than you, I, I'd be lying if I knew that person because you work more <laughs> on nights and weekends than anyone I know, and it's actually pretty frustrating because, like, I just want to pick me. up the phone sometimes, <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And you're like. Sorry, dude, I'm on a conference call. I'm like, Rick, it's 1030 at night on a Saturday. Yeah, man, I know. There's a lot going on right now. Oh, okay, so, no problem. Hit me back later. Uh, 24 hours goes by. Now it's Sunday night. Yeah, man, I'm still on the conference call. I'm like, what <laughs> What kind of call are you on? You're like a global HR professional or something. I don't know. You're all over the You're doing this for everybody and everything. It's unbelievable. So no, really, um, it's only like one employer that has you on lock like that, though, right? If if I can show you my text messages of all the people that I say sorry on a call, because my phone just blows up day in day out. Question here, concern here, concern right. here. And I'm hang like, on though, hang on. I'm though. not here. Hang on though. <laughs> Conference call. But that the bulk of that is like on-demand bias code type stuff or it's on-demand like day job this is part of what you do this is how no, this, this is both this is both um so my day job um we do have offices from california all you, the way to you don't have to talk about this you know no 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 but i'll tell you i'll tell you all right we do have offices from california all the way to florida so we do have some people in california that oh, we talk to do, you know we have people in texas do, and all do over you the have place. people and in kansas and seven days a week kansas huh? um no i don't think we have an office in kansas now what Okay, fair enough. Susan's in Kansas, so you have HR team members in in Kansas. Well, yeah, I'm about to have a conversation with her about the video feed she's pulling in. That's okay. Let it go. Let it go. No, I'm not going to let it go. No, she (laughs) told people like the COVID. I don't got the COVID. That's slanderous. Well, no, there was a tweet that debunked that, and it's (laughs) hang on. Let me grab. Are you going to pull a tweet box right here? This is going to change everything because you're reading off. Yeah, Twitter. no, it's it's okay, gonna bring it. it's gonna bring clarity to people that listen no, to the program not. that actually don't no. follow us. So it said <laughs> two days ago, no episode today. Ricky Baez is on Florida COVID lockdown phase one part two, the second coming. 
We'll have a new show for you Tuesday night once his test results come back. Until then, pray for Ricky. So that actually had a very few likes. A lot of people didn't like it or retweet it. But impressions on Twitter? That had 200,000 impressions. You impressed a lot of people. And then when we moved forward <laughs> in the timeline a day later, the word was, we just received word, Ricky Baez is not ill with COVID. It was fake news. He only had a little bit too much scotch Saturday, but he pulled through. If you're doing the Sherm thing today, enjoy. We'll get you a new podcast at some point. And that that only had 164 impressions. So your prayers for Ricky had traction. Clarifying the situation, no one cared. No one cared that you were good. You no know? one cared. No, um, no one cared. They're like, oh, he's healthy? Shit. Uh, speaking about no one caring, what's the Sherm thing? <laughs> you know... It's Seriously, funny you bring that up. Uh, so normally we've been doing this show for well, hang just about first. two and a half years. Who, uh-huh. Sh- who is Sherm? Sherm, the Society for Human Resource Management. We've talked oh, about that here. Oh yeah, them. Uh, Sherm, I got yeah. you, brother. Yeah. So um, we um, it, we've been doing this show for two and a half years, and every every June, end of every June, we always do some kind of a Sherm show. Dude, we forgot. At least I forgot about it this year. I wasn't even thinking about it. And now over the weekend, when, you know, I was going down the slide thinking about work, um, I'm thinking, holy crap, it's Sherm. We didn't even set anything up. Last year, we had some people on the ground. The year before, we had people on the ground. Nicole Blevins helped us out a a couple of years ago. And then we had other people who helped us out. Um, And next thing you know, we just, it just wasn't on our radar. So then I started thinking. Well, a lot of people aren't going, Rick. Yeah, but because of the COVID thing, right? But is right. it really because of that? Or is it really because they what happened to them happened to us? We forgot. So I started thinking and doing research and about the relevance of Sherm. And I know it's a big leap, but you and I have talked about that on the show, about whether those post nominals or those organizations, if they really truly have value in the HR community. Oh, I have a clip. Oh, do you now? Go yeah, ahead. I do. I do. Do you want it? Is it sanitized? Was it quarantine for 14 days? Here it comes. Oh, crap. I lost my job. My wife was furloughed. I had to lay off 3,000 employees today. I have to homeschool three kids while working full time. My HR department is flooded with requests for mental health resources. We're all affected by this crisis, but we're resilient. Sherman's working with CEOs, policymakers, HR professionals, and workers across the globe to navigate these times. I'm Johnny C. Taylor, Jr., President and CEO of Sherm. Together, we will create what the new future of work looks like. I'm not going to lie. I play that clip in my private time because it's so inspiring. I love that clip. I love it. I'm <laughs> motivated by that clip. I think the it's the music. It. Yeah, but Johnny's, yeah, so. uh, Johnny C. Taylor, uh, the president of Sherm, self-identified in that clip right there. It, it's powerful. <laughs> It, it it really is. I like that. A lot of people disagree with me, but I like it. I like it. But you liked it. Why? Let's so let's dive into that. What is it about that? Is it what they're saying? Is it the message or just the music? I think it's the music. I think the but they had a lot of key words <laughs> that kind of resonate. You know, Johnny C. Taylor. That's one of them. What yeah, else? I mean, well, come on. We all <laughs> want to meet him someday. We tried actually, right? Didn't yeah. we try? Well, he has been invited oh. on the program three times. Uh, we, we only got through to him, to him once, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. We he's did. a great dude. He really is. Yeah. I, I'd yeah. love to have him on the show, but <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Fair point. What is up with your face right now? I, yeah. I wouldn't know, right? Here's the thing. Um, just for everybody listening, uh, we reached out to him last year, right? And we had a good dialogue going back and forth on uh, on on Instagram. We oh, told him so that good. we were having, yeah, because we told him we were having Dr. Amy Dufresne on the show, CEO for HRCI, and we were doing a special to talk about the different organizations that would help the HR community. So we wanted to bring the two major players in the HR fa- in the HR space, and we wanted to just not bash one or the other, but just really have a conversation about how we can unify all the HR people. Yeah, but we weren't talking about which one's best. It wasn't going to be at the same time. They were going to have their own show. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it was part one and part two. Correct. Right. Um, Amy, Dr. Dufresne was also, she was like, I'm all in. Excellent. Johnny C. Taylor, we kept you know talking back and forth. He 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 seemed pretty open to the idea. He said he He loved the idea. He was busy though. He put us in touch with the right people, but then we got well, I'm building up to that okay, because sorry. because we had good conversation and he was really interested because if he was busy, he'll say, talk to this person. But we had really good dialogue. And then he said, you know what? I'm I'm interested. I want to go ahead and put it on the calendar. Go ahead and connect with my marketing director, which I think no point in her name was Karen, too. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll connect with Karen. It was. And then uh, I shot her an email. She's like, we're booked for the rest of the year. I'm like, what, what the? Okay, <laughs> so yeah, I that, the, that's the, that's when you know she listened <laughs> to the program. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, it could be that, right? <laughs> I'm sorry but, that he is not Wendy and I am not John. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. I mean, they're they're good. We're we're just the goofballs in the corner that everyone likes to drink and hang podcast. out. Uh, one one hundred thirty third. Yeah. Oh, we keep going higher yeah, i think i think we have the wrong goal there uh, that that's lower the numbers doesn't <laughs> that's good. yeah that's well, lower that's what in I'm <laughs> so okay. what's your what's your point about sherm well, what what are you getting at because i don't understand now i'm only speaking for myself and i'm not i'm not i'm not speaking on behalf of other hr professionals but i have talked to other hr professionals and they seem to have the same um feeling about the whole sherm organization is we're kind of questioning it's relevance what kind of question is value because we pay 220 dollars a year and what i think is to access really good hr information that's going to help us in our business space whatever that is but i've noticed i haven't i've canceled my membership this is the fourth year in a row that i i don't feel i need it because even back when it was 180 dollars a year I would go and find that information. And the only thing I'm finding is white papers that other people write. And I'm like, okay, but what content are you actually putting out? Now, I'm sure they do put out content and I have seen they are putting out some content, but I don't know if that content is $220 a year worthy where I can actually find that content somewhere else for free if I just put a little bit of elbow grease. So okay. again, the question is, All right. are they, what value are they adding to the HR space today? So to your point first about the news articles, about the topics, about things that you could find through them, at least mm-hmm. on their website, you're talking 16,921 articles for review. On July oh, okay. 1st alone, DOL provides guidance on FFCRA leave due to summer camp closures. July 1st, how should multi-state employers approach workplace mask policies? June 30th, sparring over ACA picks up before 2021 Supreme Court ruling. June 30th, three checklists for avoiding LGBTQ discrimination in your benefits programs. Mm -hmm. June 30th, DOL proposes strict scrutiny of ESG investments in retirement plans. June 30th, use email strategically to land a job. 
June 30th. Employees' mm-hmm. daily hitch rate requires overtime pay. With the authors. June 30th. F- oh, I was waiting for you to interrupt me. Yeah, All right, pick, a, pick, one, pick one of those that I set up. I'll, I'll go deeper Let's into pick it. the one with the LGBTQ community. All right, so three checklists for avoiding LGBTQ discrimination in your benefits programs. Reviewing benefits plans can help avoid lawsuits following a Supreme Court ruling by Stephen Miller, CEBS. Okay, not a SHRM employee? Uh, let's click on Stephen Miller's name. Let's find out. Okay. So we right. delve in. Uh, he is the online manager editor of Compensation Benefits. Steve covers compensation and benefits for SHRM online. Oh. He formerly held editorial positions at the National Association of Securities Dealers, the American Institute of CPAs, the Depository Trust Company, and the Society of Competitive Intelligence Professionals, where he served as editor of Competitive Intelligence Magazine. He has a master's degree in journalism and mass communication from NYU and holds the Certified Employee Benefits Specialist CEBS accreditation. And you can contact him on Twitter at Sherm S. Miller. So he is a Sherm employer or he is no, he a contributor is, to Sherm? No, he is Sherm. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, like he Mr. Taylor, president is, is Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Taylor's the face, but this guy is Sherm. Do you Got know it. what I mean? Like, this is an you. actual Sherm employee, Rick. And by Man, him alone he, is one thousand five hundred forty-one okay. articles underneath him, specifically okay. up covering compensation and benefits for Sherm online. Help me understand. Help okay. me understand yeah. how that information that I find there is different than what I will find for an article for free on LinkedIn. There's no difference. I can find it for free on LinkedIn, right? So it's not peer review. So I get it. He's a contributor. The point I'm trying to make is, is it's worth the value for my money. And that, and, and that's not even including how much money I have to spend if I wanted to renew my certification. Okay. And I wanted to take my test and for the classes, because they do, they, they give classes and they charge an arm and a leg for them. And for what? Okay. Over okay. the years. Here you go. I got mm-hmm. it. Go ahead. So, Go ahead. so on the website, as I'm reading the story, uh, something popped up, and it said that I have two or three articles left this month, and I could either join, renew, or sign in. Yeah. <laughs> I can find them on LinkedIn. I can Google them. I, it, it's, it's, I, I don't see the value. I really don't see the value. Okay, what about it, it, this? What about mm-hmm. this? Devil's advocate here. Here we go. You might not be in as senior of a position as you are. You are an HR person that's still cutting their teeth and getting acclimated. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're not at the level of having your own podcast and being knowledgeable with the post nominals at the end of your name. Maybe you're not that individual that's willing to be a contributor or write your own articles at the same time. Maybe you're shy and you don't network with people. You may find benefit in this as it's aggregated for you as you're becoming to uh, grow and be more familiar with others that are within your craft and trade outside of the business model of the four walls or the four houses that you work out of. Okay. So you're right. I get that. So even worse for somebody who's not in the game as they are right now, somebody who needs to get there, they may not make that much more of money. And now you're going to charge them that much more money to get that information when all you have to do is network, put a little elbow grease, look into the information and you'll find it. 
you'll find it right there. And then, but that that's my beef with it, right? It, that's that's just my opinion and my opinion alone. But I know other people do share. Where is the relevance of the of the certifications? Where's the re- I is, don't is see there the insurance in coverage? That. Do you do you receive an insurance policy related with the accreditation? I do not. <laughs> Why would I? Okay. I'm interested in that. Why would I? Why would my insurance? How, how does my accreditation uh, help my yeah, insurance? Yeah, you know, like uh, I receive these post nominals and I have this layer and level of insurance through the certifying organization who will back me in case of a lawsuit or something that oh, comes no, against no, me. And, no, no, no. And, yeah, and no. it's a group. I get what you're saying. It's a group policy by then through the organization. Now, wait a minute. I'm saying no. I don't know for a fact that they don't have that or not. All I'm saying is I don't know of an organization that does that for HR people other than general purpose insurance, right? So if you if you are a consultant, if you have your own practice and you go out and, and, and you aggregate your own clients, then yeah, you are going to need some kind of policy to cover you in case you get sued or, or you mess up. I don't think SHRM does that or HRCI for that matter. Ladies and gentlemen, this Justin Ricky Baez admits he doesn't know something. This is oh, wow. HR Talk. You're an asshole. I'm being honest. I don't know if they have that or not. But no, I just... It, it, look, man, I... Ladies and gentlemen, this Justin Ricky Baez called JC an asshole. This has been HR Talk. This is going to be a long show if we're going to keep doing that every five seconds. <laughs> so, okay, I like it, though. So, look, dude, look. All you know what? If that upsets you, just start an investigation and come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. It's okay. I don't have to do anything. All I got to do is just me. talk to Susan and say, give me the video cameras because I know you have it in JC's house, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to do. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, though, jokes aside, no one's in my home. That's fine. That you know of. Yeah, I know. I get it. Maybe my that's day job employer, but that's about behind. it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Story you for another me? year. So, uh, okay. So, Sherm, you're on the fence about the value. Other people you yeah, talk dude. to are on the fence about the value. It, you, isn't there a sense of community that you just love being a part of? Well, okay. Yes, there is a sense of community, but... Do I like being a part of it, though? Yeah. I don't know. You know what? They had Lionel Richie perform. Oh, okay. Because when I think of HR, I think of Lionel Richie. Who doesn't? Hold on. I'm thinking of a song. Hello? No, that's not him. (laughs) Yeah, it is, right? It is hello? Just keep going. Just keep going. Hello? Is it me you're looking for? Yeah, that's him. Sing it, bro. No. Sing it. Is it? No, I don't know. Sing it. No. I don't, I don't want to get a cease and desist letter. And plus, I have a horrible voice. I cannot sing. I'm not going to do that. I'm All right. That. So the, uh, the according to Google, the Sherman Annual Conference, uh, what the location was San it. Diego Convention Center, San Diego, yeah. California. And it comes up as saying the dates were canceled. They were canceled? That's what no. Google says. I just Googled it. Look, I just pulled it up on the Google and it oh, says it that the dates true. are canceled. Oh, anything wow. on Google is true, right? So if we go were, into the uh, over there over the weekend, if we go into oh. the sure manual conference, right? We detail a little further in. It takes you, you can see right the to Sherm 21. And it says, join yep. us on the road to Sh- uh, Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. So the uh, sure manual conference and expo, the largest gathering of HR professionals in the world. This is a global thing here. 
When you're I don't know about that. listen, when you're involved with these organizations, you're globally recognized. When you have these post nominals, you're a global accredited entity, Rick. Universally, universally you recognized. You are yes. though. Seriously, yeah. right? Well, I mean, yeah, you're you not are. Just, it is the world's largest. You are right about that. You're not just Ricky from personnel that could file things at a cheap cost. <laughs> you're a global personnel. Right. You're a global <laughs> professional with an accreditation that means something. And people listen to you. But let's talk about that, JC. Does it mean anything to you? Okay, you right now, when you see somebody with those credentials, what does that mean to you? And before you say anything about the show, about what you've known so far, let's say you are the hiring authority and you have to hire a new HR director. Or you know what? Forget that. You need to hire an HR generalist. And you see somebody who's like, wow, their resume is spot on. You know what? I'm not going to give them a shot. They don't got those letters behind their name. And let's say you do. What do you, as a business leader, as a hiring authority, know what those three letters do, those four or five letters do? You don't. No, <laughs> you do, actually. Does. You do. Okay. I mean, post-nominal right. initials at the end of the day, their titles, their letters, is placed after the name of a person. It indicates the individual holds a particular position, a qualification, an accreditation, or an office of honor. These people have paid their dues to receive something like that. See, that's the thing. For you to, quote unquote, pay dues, why does their money have to be involved? When you and I went to the Marine Corps, before we became a non-commissioned officer, we didn't pay money to pay our dues, to, to, to pay our time in. No, we just had to be in. We had to do what we had to do. And then time and experience and leadership prevailed. That's exactly how it should be here. But I mean, again, I get it. I get why people get it. It's something I did it too. It's, it's, this is my 10th year with the HRCI one. And then I was automatically <laughs> grandfathered in to the Sherm one. And I don't, I just don't want to spend all that money to keep recertifying okay. every three years or so okay. if it's not going to bring that much value back. All right. Just, just my opinion. Washington, D.C. A college degree will no longer give Americans a leg up when seeking some jobs with the federal government. President Donald Trump signed an executive order on Friday that will overhaul the government's hiring practices so that job applicant skills will be given priority over a college degree. That's what you're saying. I'll tell you this. Yep, absolutely. I'll tell you this. And I know we don't get political on this show, but I'm about to. I can't stand the guy. I really can't. And I don't agree your with a lot of his policies. Your opinions in this moment yeah, are your own. Yeah. They do not represent me. Wow. Relax. That's exactly what I said. Okay. <laughs> I just don't, me talking. <laughs> but I, I wanted to explicitly say that. Please continue. So to me, I can't stand the guy. This is one of the policies that I agree with him on, bro. This is spot on. And I really hope that actually goes through. Because he is 100% right on that, dude. You can't, it's it's for us to hold, to put that much credibility on education and education alone, not behavior. Education alone has proven over the years to be inefficient. And it's not a good indicator whether somebody's going to be a good employer or not. So he is 100% right on that. And what we should be doing and what I have been doing for the past five, six years is I don't take a look at the college degree. I take a look at what education do you have and how do you apply that education, the behavior after that. He is 100% spot on with that. So the, the same should apply across the board. Doesn't matter what your job is, right? Correct. 
Right. Well, no, 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 right. no, 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 wait, no. Wait, I no, got no, you to say. I got. I got you. You did. I got okay. you to yeah, say yeah. correct because now no. let's start hiring doctors that no, went no, no, to no, the no. University of Online Medicine and never practiced. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You caught me at an emotional moment. Ah. No, no. Hold on. The only time I disagree with that is for the sciences and the law. You got. Look. Could you imagine? getting your brain worked on or having open heart surgery from a doctor that learned how to do that on YouTube? No, I've absolutely not. Right. You want some formalized credentials. You want Ladies some and gentlemen, Ricky Baez is advocating for doctors to receive their MD online I, only. Hell no. I did not say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, did I not thought say you did that at all. Hey, no, let's, let's, let's piggyback yeah. on this right away though. Mm-hmm. Apple, IBM, mm-hmm. Google, the Google, they made a movie about Google. J.P. Morgan, many of these very big companies, very large, great companies, they have all been loosening these fantastical degree requirements, Ricky. And in recent years, as more employers question the dominant role of college education in the hiring decisions, they all fall in line. This is a quote coming to you today directly from CNBC stating mm-hmm. that Apple, IBM, Google, and J.P. Morgan fully back this initiative as well. Well, of course, because they haven't been they haven't been hiring for that in the past 10 years or so. All right. Because so we're talking uh-huh. big tech firms. OK. OK. We're talking mm-hmm. a specific industry to a point, to a degree. All right. And let's roll with that for a second here. At what point does the 60 to 120,000 to the $200,000 degree and the opportunity that you had to watch football at ASU, at what point does that like all drip away because you were able to go to the Votex school up the road, learn to code, do things the right way, you know the back end of things, and you could manage your own server. You are now the sysadmin, and you can take right. care of the world. What's wrong with that? Well, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with that right now. Right. An argument right. can be made so, that you're going to steal away the the college experience from somebody, but the college yeah, experience is Rick, not what gets you that job. No, you have a better experience tailgating for the NFL. Come to a Bills game. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that, so, that is true, yeah. <laughs> yes, give it, save your money over the four years to buy season tickets <laughs> for the Bills. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Or just go tailgate. That's all. But look. <laughs> The main focus here, you went ahead and you've got these technical skills, these abilities, these aptitudes, these these things that others do not have. You become skilled in this craft. And now guess what? You are a lone wolf. Wolf, wolf, a lone wolf. You've been hired out of the blue. You do not have a college degree. You don't have... You don't have any accreditations at the back end of your name. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Okay. But now, if there was a society like Sherm that existed for the tech world that they all bought into, and now they had an accreditation that actually leveled the playing field, which in the IT world they do. There's IT accreditations across the board. But how many IT social hour, happy hour type conversations are taking (laughs) place, right? When's the last time you tuned into one of those things? I don't know. You'd be surprised. Have you been to the Apple campus? It's 24-7 over there, Nobody wants to go to the Apple campus. (laughs) Oh, it is beautiful, man. It is beautiful over there. You, you, well, I haven't seen the new one. Oh, do they the serve one. you Kool-Aid when you walk in the door? Might as well, because everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid up in that place. Everybody is. Let me tell you, I went there, and the last time I was there, I felt so out of place, bro. I mean, so out of place, because everybody was so freaking skinny. 
and fit. And I'm like, I, I don't belong here. Everybody there is vegan. Not to say there's room with people who are vegan, but let me tell you, man, they eat tiny little things and they look like straight up models as far as body fat is concerned. So I'm like, I don't belong here. Right. But anyway, yeah, they have a, a complete different culture. But what you're what you're getting at, JC, is these organizations who are saying that this is a good idea. They've been doing this for years. Steve Jobs dropped out of college. Um, Bill Gates dropped out of college. The guy who who invented, who created WhatsApp and who applied for an engineering job at Facebook and got denied, later created WhatsApp and sold it to Facebook for $19 billion. He went to college. He went to Stanford. I don't know if he dropped out or not. All right. Here's, still, here's a few. You've got some really heavy, Rick, heavy hitters out there based on behavior. Here's a few big names mm-hmm. that dropped out of college. You ready? Go ahead. And if I say a name that you were going to be surprised by, you just jump right out and say it. Gotcha. Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Michael Dell, Larry Ellison, Lady Gaga, James Cameron. Larry Ellison dropped out of college? Larry Ellison dropped out of college, Oracle himself. Yeah. He's known as a software billionaire. Yeah. Well, he created PeopleSoft, yeah. Founder of Oracle. And he grew up and he dropped out of school, dropped out of school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. James Cameron, Evan Williams, David Karp. David Karp dropped out of college, Rick. Kanye West dropped out of college. Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) Ellen DeGeneres, Ricky, dropped out of college. Do you know the last person on this list I'm about to give you that dropped out of college? Julian Assange. He dropped out of college. And you see the impact that person made to the <laughs> to the United States <laughs> or the world for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> WikiLeaks founder. Yeah. Yeah. See, he, he had a movie made after him. Look at that. Yeah. It, it, look, it, that that right there is proof, JC, that this country doesn't value. Do you know who the number one college dropout is in the entire world, Ricky? Going back the longest, longest the span really of time. Good. The what? Do you know who the most successful college dropout in all of human history is? The most successful in all of human history? Yes. The most successful entrepreneur that dropped out of school. Entrepreneur. There we go. Okay. In human Um, history. I don't know. I I do not know. Who's that? Henry Ford. Whoa. I did not know he was a college dropout. Yep. Yep. And look at that. He revered. Wow. And okay. and the thing with Ford, he started Ford and then Ford spun off. And before Ford became Ford, do you know what launched at the same time concurrent to Ford? Uh, Kingsford, um, Kingsford charcoal, right? Or no, no, come on. A car company, Rick. I'm being serious. Cadillac they came from Ford. Cadillac. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. So Cadillac came out with the first car at the same time that the Model A was coming out. It was built off the Model A designs that they stole from Henry Ford. And then they kicked them out of the company, moved on with mass production, pushed that out the assembly line. And then like the next day, the Model A was born at the same time as technically the actual first car. And then later on, he brought a couple brothers on board to Ford that uh, he helped train up and, and became super good unto themselves. And then they broke the off. And that was the Dodge Brothers. The Dodge this Brothers, guy yeah. invented like everything cars, you know? Pretty That's much. why when you look at Tesla, there's so much going on with that guy right there. The founder oh, inventor of it all, you know? He, so Elon Musk. Do you go Musk. back even, No, 
I'm not talking about Musk, the cologne guy. I'm talking about Nikola Tesla. Go back oh, even I, further. I thought you meant the car company Tesla. <laughs> which was it. built in honor of the name of Nikola Tesla, who <laughs> is also correct. one of the smartest, greatest guys the world has ever known. Some and people never even got the question whether or not yep. he was even human. That's all I got to yeah. say, you know. So th- 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 there's a, there's an infinite possibility of potentials. There's an infinite possibility of IT certifications. There's an infinite no. There's not. There's a finite. So, uh, there's so a finite on. amount of HR certifications that could be obtained. At the there end is. of the day, if you take a look at someone in human resources that does not have a college degree, that does not have a post nominal but has some sort of certification training or education to give them basis to hire them as a generalist or an HR business partner, do you do it? Based on personality, skills, and potential alone. And that yes, based on that alone, so long as you have a really good recruitment process and selection process that would help you realize that consistently and fairly across the board. Okay. Yes, that right. has to be there. All right. So here's what I mean by that. Instead of just doing regular, tell me a time when you've done this, give them problems to solve, like actual real problems. Here, fix this, fix that, fix that, fix this. And then you've got that assessment in there, right? That takes the skills out of the way. Then you start asking them questions about their personality, right? Their chemistry, have them meet the rest of the team because you could be the most brilliant HR person in the world. But if you, one person doesn't mesh well with the other 24 people on the team, I don't think I'm going to hire you because I don't think you having that credential, it's more important than the cohesiveness of the entire team overall. All right. So you have to be able to take both of those things and get a good balance out of it to figure out who you're going to hire. But that has to be um, realized in the in, in the hiring process. Here's a question for you. I have an answer. Tech is a big thing now, right? Now, yes. Tech. Yeah, tech is finally big in the HR world. It's been big in the real world since the speak and spell, speak and math, speak and read came out in the 80s. <laughs> but in the HR world, we're finally there. It's kind of fun now, right? It is. So you've got someone that, yeah, work with me here. So you've got someone (laughs) that maybe started in LAN administration, right? Okay. And maybe they moved into human resources. And then after Mm -hmm. a while in HR, they became an HR tech provider. And then they blended that whole world of things together because now they took their technical background, combined it with human resources. Are they the ultimate end-all, be-all of everything technology? Or is there other opportunities out there, Rick? So I'll tell you this. Um, I, I spoke to two clients last week alone. Last week, two clients where they needed help as far as um, recruiting and who to put into the senior HR role. I mean, excuse me, yeah. uh, uh, middle manager HR role. Okay. And their biggest concern was the lack of certifications. Their biggest concern was that their career started out not in HR. It started out either in sales started out either in operations and eventually they ended up, they want to end up in HR, but towards the end of their resumes, you could tell that they've had some HR exposure, but these clients did not want to go for it. I'm telling them, why not give them that opportunity, have a conversation because they're already saying no off the bat, just because of what the resume says. But if they have some kind of HR background in there, have a conversation. Here's why. You could start in as a land ad, administrator in IT, 
And as you grow up in that career, you're able to lead people. As soon as you start leading people, the people aspect of your leadership skill box, it's being sharpened. And that is exactly what you need to be a good HR professional. You need to be have all, all the skill sets that come along with it as far as knowing the law, what to do with investigations. But if you know how to talk to people, you know how to solve problems, and you know how to make person A who hates person B, person B can't stand person A, but now you got them working together and respecting each other, boom, you knocked out the hardest part of HR. And the only thing you need after that is just some kind of schooling about the laws. And then this, and it's, all you got to do is somebody's on leave, Google FMLA. What does FMLA look like? And get a mentor for that. Give them that shot. I know three people who are in HR right now, leading HR as VPs, who never started out in human resources. What about this? Mm-hmm. What about this? What, what about putting a spin on it a little bit? Okay. okay. You've got you've got someone that's that's a good prospect that's talented that has the knowledge, abilities, skills, and potentials. They're a they're a good interpersonal communicator. They are a, a decent, good looking man with a great voice. They kind of look like me, but they're different. They're not me, <laughs> but they're very similar to me, and that's why you like them. And then you you know that they know your specific business model like the back of their hand. They've been with you for a very long time. And or their crafts, uh, their, their their talents and their craft have led them down a different path, right? They've never done the HR thing. They know about the HR thing. They could talk about the HR thing until they're blue in the face. They're not certified. They don't have any of that behind them, but they know your business. They mm. know your business like no one else. They mm. know the trials and tribulations of your employees. They know the pain points. They know what it takes to keep a cohesive team in that dysfunctional shop that you have. Do you roll your dice on that person? I'm going to catch some heat for this, and the answer is yes. Of course I do. Why? They don't have a certification. They don't don't know what SHRM is. I don't care. If you have two employees who, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you got two employees on your team that are at each other's throats and they can't get along and then it's affecting the rest of the team. If you're able to handle that just because you know how to talk to people, you're a human being, and you know how to bring that common accord and unify people, hell yeah, I'm putting you on that on that uh, team. But then, because remember, I can't teach you work ethic. I can't do that. If you bust your ass and you bend a little bit backwards yes, for me, no, you cannot yes, teach you work can. ethic. Yes, you no, can. Well, you no, absolutely that, can. How? Sure. How, I'll tell you exactly how. I'm going to yeah. take you over to the lunchroom. I'll dump a bucket of soapy water on there. You take your T-shirt off and wipe the floor. And I'm going to supervise you while you do it. And we'll do that for a few <laughs> hours. And then I'll take you no, outside, throw you in a sand pit. And I'm we're going to do where's some your, push-ups. Where's your cafeteria certification? I need to see that. Because otherwise, you're talking crap to me. Right? Let me see that first. See? see that's I'll wake you saying. up at 3 in the morning. And we will go for a 15-mile run. Okay, so are you saying in order for you to be an HR, you have to go to Marine Corps boot camp? Oh, my God. Let me tell you, HR be a lot so more yelling in HR. <laughs> HR would be amazing. The jokes. Oh, my God, the jokes. Dude, grievances will be replaced with going to the tree line. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, explain that. that. Explain that for people, please. So tree line. So in the Marine Corps, whenever you have two devil dogs, two Marines who are not getting along and you really don't want to write them up or really ruin their careers, you just tell them, go to the tree line, go ahead and handle whatever you got to handle physically, come on back bloodied, whatever it is, but y'all better be brothers again. A lot of you times you, you just going to thumb wrestle and drink booze, right? Well, I mean, we do that on the weekends <laughs> anyway, right? <laughs> but could you imagine if grievances were handled that way? That would be 
awesome. Everybody and their mother will want to be in HR. We can charge 20 bucks just to watch pay-per-view. Oh, my God. I'm getting ideas. Yeah. Entrepreneurship. No. Terrible. Coming right now. Oh, Go on. dude. Come on. Go on. Especially with unions. Look, look, look. I'm Ooh. not advocating what? Unions. Uh, wrap up your thought. Them. Let's come back to that. Yeah. No, I was going to say, look, I know I'm going to catch a lot of heat for this because it, it's it it sounds like I'm talking down to these certifications and it's because a, a, you a are classical college education. You no, are. I'm not. I'm giving you my personal opinion. And this is how okay. I see things. Right. And and so, from my perspective. <laughs> so your no, personal opinion does not equate talking down to something. No, my personal opinion is just how I have seen things. I'm not saying that what the opposite is bad. I'm just saying that to me, this is how it works. And okay. to other people, that may work for them. That's fine. But to me, um, yes, education is important, but I give more credibility in how so, you use that education than the education itself. And that's what a lot of organizations make the mistake of doing. This kind of sounds like when people say, in all due respect, and then they go on to insult you. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, it's it's I don't know of anybody that has started a sentence that says with all due respect, they mean it sincerely. <laughs> Nobody. As soon as the verse come come out of your mouth, sincereness comes like goes out the window. With all due yeah, respect, this is the best flan I ever had. <laughs> right. But why would you have to say with all due respect? Because mad props. Because you would have to say mad that. props. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You would say with all due respect if you think what you're about to say is gonna it's not gonna be respectful. Right. It's it, it's it just makes no sense. Yeah, kind of like but trash okay, talking a certification. I'm not trash talking it. I'm you you, you burned opinion. your certificates while you were COVID sick. I'm not renewing it. I'll tell you that. No, it, 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 it's everything I just expired, said, I'm not gonna renew it. Everything I just said is a bag full of lies. But when when you don't renew it because you've already earned that certification, do you have to drop the post nominal? I do, I do. Well, just so renew it. About, why? It, why it just, wouldn't look, you? You already because, earned it. Do you want to take that test again? Well, the, yeah. Think where, about that. Where's the incentive? Where's the incentive of keeping it? You've got a longer name. <laughs> that is not an incentive. <laughs> My name is confusing as it is. Now, again, 10 years ago, I thought that was going to open a bunch of doors. And I quickly realized the certification doesn't open the doors. What you do opens the doors, how you talk to people and then how how you show them how you can move the needle from A to B. That opens doors now or better yet. I'll take it back. Yeah, the certification will open the door. But what you do keeps you in the door. That's a better way to put it. Because people see that like, oh, my God, this guy's a genius. He's got four or five uh, post nominals. Come on in. But then they find out that I'm a crappy um, employee and I don't apply what I've learned. And the next thing you know, out the door I go. All right. So so my 90 day uh, uh, probationary period. According to the Sherm website, the key benefit of the certification, Rick, Mm -hmm. Rick, the key benefit here. I'm listening. The Sherm certification provides you the opportunity to prove not only what you know, but also how you can apply that knowledge on the job. SHRM certifications directly linked to on-the-job scenarios and realistic work situations. You with me? Are you 70, going to do it? 73% of examinees say the SHRM CP and SHRM SCP exams are HR job, HR job relevant, according to their website. 73%. So you mean to tell me that people who are taking the test or about to take the test, they say it's relevant. 
because I have found out, I have taught that class. I used to teach, uh, I'm not going to say for who now, <laughs> but I used to teach uh, SHRM and HRCI prep courses. And let me tell you what I found. I tell students, never, ever. Now, this is whether you've been in HR for five minutes or 50 years. I tell them, if you want to fail this test with flying colors, go in there with your knowledge. Because what you need to do is to go in there with what the book is about. Because they test based on the book. They they test based on that. But here's the thing. When you go to the real world, that's not... What you see in those classes, what you see in those books, it's not what really happened because I've seen way too many people who take the test and fail it. And then they come back, professor, this is not, this is not how it happens in real life. I know. But if you want to pass that test, you got to go by the book and it makes no yeah, sense. But that's, and it ill prepares that's every people. test, right? Yeah. But if you're going to put that much credibility behind the certification, you better be damn sure that it's going to help the person at work. From Sherm, Sherm.org. From Sherm.org. Here we go. Oh, then why, it must be true. Why earn your Sherm CP or SCP? Rick, it pays them. you're going to boost your confidence <laughs> and recognition. Okay. Point so two. So I need my confidence boosted. All right, so I'll just talk in a mirror. Demonstrate mastery of the com- competencies and knowledge most important to organizations as defined by the Sherm body competency and knowledge. That's a trademark. How is that valuable? I don't want you to demonstrate that you know it. I want you to demonstrate what you're going to do in my organization for it. That's what I want to see. But you also, here's another benefit, expand your scope within the HR field and bring new ideas to drive business success within your organization. I don't know how that would happen. I don't know how that would happen. It's, it's, they expose you to new ideas. uh, They expand your scope. Sure. Sure. No different than you and I bringing a guest in here and listening to opposing views. Actually, no different than you and I having a conversation here with opposing views. No different. All right. Uh, Here's another bullet point from here. It says, stand out from other HR candidates in a job search. That is true. Unfortunately, that is true because you do have some business owners who say, and trust me, I've been that recruiting manager who had to go through through the hiring authority, through the recs. I want no. I want all. I only want to talk to people that have certifications. And I'm like, okay, but can we test them first to make sure that they're going to apply that here at work? No, 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 no. Just certification. That takes too much time. All right, you're spinning your wheels then, because just like a college degree is only as good as what you use as as how you use it. It also says you're going to be able to demonstrate long term commitment to the HR profession by having these post nominals. So I'm not, so I've been in HR for 20 years and I'm not committed if I don't have that behind me. But you're able to demonstrate it through the use of the accreditation. Okay. So all I got to do is just go in and get that job get paid and not use my credentials because I can demonstrate that I can do it. You better pay me more for me to actually do it for your organization. And then uh, the last (laughs) bullet point here, before we go into the topics underneath it, protect your organization from risk by ensuring regulatory compliance. So, yes and no. Yes. If, again, if you use your knowledge, you do, you will protect your organization, not protect it. You will minimize the risk because there's always going to be risk. You will minimize the risk if you hire the right person to apply the right skill set to the right scenarios. Yes, you're 100% right. It says here, you will obtain evolved knowledge. It is globally recognized and universally applicable. 
then why are they losing membership year over year? What do you mean? So what I do you mean? Seriously? No. So so I have to find the uh, the the data. So now I'm I'm bringing this up. I'm prepared, and I do apologize for that. I I have to look it up. But I did read in, in the Wall Street Journal last year, and I gotta find it that the uh, um, the Society for Human Resource Management. I think actually it was before that. It's before Johnny Taylor came on board. They were losing membership year after year after year after year. And then what I was reading, it was because they didn't find it valuable. Um, And this goes back to before they had that certification. Because remember, the SHRM certification only came about about three, four years ago. And the reason that came about is because HRCI had theirs for a long time. So for the longest time, HRCI had the SHRM, I mean, excuse me, had the um, uh, PHR, SPHR, GPHR, California PHR, and all these different PHRs. And and even even in that space, a lot of people confused that as a SHRM certification, which they didn't know it was two completely different entities. But a a lot of people started requesting that. That's when SHRM said, let's throw our hat in the ring. But brother, it became into a money machine. And I get it. It's a it's a business, quote unquote. Um, I, I think it's a non for profit, right? But they still do charge an arm and a leg for these tests. They do charge an arm. They charge an arm and a leg for um, uh, for the classes, and then the two twenty a year. So it is a bona fide business. So they make their money by people failing the test and being so terrified about taking it over again that they take all these other classes. And it, it's it's a humongous money machine, and I think they lost sight of that. They they have expanded though, they're doing things and providing certifications. Didn't they have something available, uh, an expanded pop out educational piece about veterans and veteran hiring, a piece about immigration, a piece, a brand new piece here, a partnership uh, with Legal Shield. They have a product mm-hmm. now, Legal Shield, uh, Legal Shield for HR, uh, It's for professionals working for small businesses. Uh, they create better spaces where employees and employers can thrive. The network has more than 300,000 members in 165 countries. But, uh, yeah, this whole thing with Legal Shield, this was released two days ago. Um, they did some research, and their research shows that 7 in 10 small businesses have sought outside advice since the coronavirus pandemic began. 86% of businesses sought legal assistance with smaller businesses, often more vulnerable to noncompliance of complex employment and liability laws, especially in the wake of the COVID-19. Yeah, no, I get it. I so get- they're providing affordable legal guidance through the SHRM Legal Network Plan. Uh, be careful with that. <laughs> now, the SHRM Legal Network Plan provides small business with affordable legal guidance and advice about compliance and liability issues. Johnny Taylor Jr., SHRM president and CEO, commented on the new service available to small businesses, saying access to legal protection shouldn't be a luxury. Access to legal protection should not be a luxury. As businesses reopen, smaller organizations will face many unprecedented scenarios and circumstances. Access to HR information shouldn't cost $220 a year. (laughs) Oh, I mean, Touche. Come on. Yeah. So I that's mean, come on, Johnny. So is that the root of it? Is it the money? I think they got so focused on money they forgot about the real reason why they're supposed to exist. But I mean, with the members, Which, with members that are unhappy, is it the the financial burden of two hundred twenty dollars a year? Not really. No, not really. It's look. Is it really? To, it's let's be honest, right? Is it 
is that the real reason why I have an issue? No, not really. I mean, I pay more for other things a year, but it's, it's to me, it hits here. It hits in my heart because I, I love this profession. I love what I do. And I hate to see, not to say HSRM is doing this, but I, I don't like to see organizations that get so caught up on the for-profit side of the house. And they really forget about the community. They really forget about sharing ideas. And it's almost like making a profit seems to be more important than sharing ideas. Because if that's the case, look, JC, we do this show for free. And we bring people on. We don't pay them. Nobody pays us. But we learn <laughs> Un- some things. Unlike other HR podcasts. <laughs> I mean, but look, we have no, really. a bunch of listeners now, right? No, and seriously. <laughs> there's other HR podcasts out there. And they're really nice people. And they're kind of funny to a degree. But they actually get paid to do it. So then well, you have they- to question, if I'm getting paid by an HRS vendor to talk ah, good about this vendor, and now I'm going to have go. their CEO on, and then now we're going to talk about very nice things. Am I influenced by the money that's being associated hmm. with the coming in? The, it, it, it's a whole snowball there. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Because what I like about us not having any any of those handcuffs is that we could talk about whatever we want. Like right now, I'm glad that Sherman isn't a sponsor because they would hate us right now. Right? Okay, but now, wait, I'm, wait, wait, I'm, I'm wait, just wait, being wait. honest. Something about Sherman here. So the Sherm Foundation is a 501c3 not-for-profit affiliate of the Society for Human Resource Management. Sherm itself is not not-for-profit. I wanted to ask. The yeah, Sherm so Foundation is a 501c3. Right? Okay. But the Sherm Foundation is. Okay, got it. What do they do? The Sherm Foundation? Mm-hmm. They're Sherm. And their foundation. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I love how we say the words over and over again and really defines it. <laughs> yeah. What well, I'm reading from their website. I it's don't the know what, from what more you want Sherm. me to say here. You know, the Sherm no, Foundation's I, mission is to mobilize the power of HR and active uh, and activate the generosity of donors to lead positive social change, impacting all things work. The foundation yeah. is committed to elevating and empowering HR as a social force through its innovative solutions to workplace inclusion challenges, programming designed to inspire and empower the next generation of HR leaders and awarding scholarships and professional development grants to educate and develop students. Who pause and HR professionals dramatically while talking. Look, here's here here's what I want to tell every, all hiring authorities and all recruiters listening right now. Yes, look for the certification, but never ever make a determination whether to hire somebody based on certification alone. Test them on that certification. Figure out why you're hiring that person, number one. Number two, what HR issues do you have in your organization? And once you figure those things out, formally put an assessment program together um, with the uh, as part of the interview process. That way, they're able to solve those problems for you. That is the only way that you're going to see that what skill sets they have with your own eyes, and you get to see the work ethic behind it. Because if they give you shit 
C-level work, you know what kind of employee you're going to get. But if you get somebody who knocks it out of the park and then you observe them, you see like th- their pupils get small and they're, they got goosebumps. Now you know that there's somebody who's passionate about what's happening and that's who you want on the team. And then you're going to have two people, one who gives you just enough and they have the certification that somebody who doesn't have the, the uh, certification, but they're passionate about it and they get along with the team. Who are you going to hire, bro? I'm going to hire B. I'm going to hire the person with the passion because that person right there, they already have the work ethic. If you don't know much about unions and FMLA, I could teach you that. I'll send you a presentation deck and I'll send you some YouTube videos so we could talk about it. But if I have to tell you why you should go above and beyond and be passionate about something, I can't teach that, brother. I really cannot. So I rather focus on behaviors and how to compensate for those behaviors. And if you focus just on that, you're always going to hire the right person for the team. Hiring the right people. Advisement from Ricky Baez. I've got four clients who advise that, and they still have that person right on board three years later. Serious? Three. Really? Nice. That's right. They're still there. They're still there because they're focusing just on that. Let me ask you this, Jesse. You're you're talking like just regular people, though, or you're talking like big leaders. Like senior executive searches or like someone that's no, working I'm, over at like Taco Bell? I'm t- <laughs> no, I'm talking people who are HR generalists who start either came in as HR generalists or specialists and then I are managers or directors. three people into Wendy's. They've been working no, there clients. ever since. I'm kidding. But, damn, bro. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, chest. Ow. <laughs> damn. Nothing wrong no, with Wendy's. You know I, mean. I love Wendy's. They've got the best fries. With cheese sauce. Love those. Very good. Never had that. You need with to do it. cheese sauce. Do the cheese sauce. Got it. Okay. Talk to me. Is this the end of your soapbox rant or what else do you have? I got a question for you. Just one. Okay. Where do you see the value of the college education today in comparison with a college education 30 years ago? Yeah, absolutely. Super easy to answer. Um, if, if I'm going to have surgery done by someone who's a fake doctor compared to a real doctor, I'm going to get a better doctor. If they're a real doctor that went to school, Dr. Dre is a, is, is a multimillionaire. Actually, he's, Would, he's a billionaire. He's a doctor. Okay. I mean, right. Imagine I don't, I try not to get political, but work with me on this. Imagine uh-huh. you are Joe Biden and you're about to have your head cut off for the fourth time for another brain thing, <laughs> Right. Do you turn to Dr. Dre or do you turn to Dr. Uh, Jekyll? Yeah, Dr. Whomever, <laughs> you know, that actually went to like medical school. You know, I mean, you go to. Why does Dr. Dre make so many million dollars a year? Oh, good point. He's a doctor. Right? Yeah, you got me on this one. This is a hard one to debate. I can't debate. No, I don't want to debate no, this. No, brother. Here's the thing, man. It, it, it's, it's, I don't want. Again, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I don't find too. value in it. And I don't find value in taking a society and holding them down financially. I I love seeing people empower themselves and move their life to the next step. And I love seeing people do great things with with their knowledge, skills, abilities, and talents. Their talents, their innate skills at, at heart. And a lot of times people are crushed. They're never allowed to bring that forward. They're put into Why? these buckets and bins because that's where they fit, because that's where they fit Boom. best. Because I've been in this job for 32 years and you're not going to take mine because it's mine and only mine. <laughs> and, and now you're back into a mindset of a culture of fear. 
mm-hmm. and and this whole evolution of people that can't let go and they can't get over the fact that there's something more than just what you see at the end of your desk. And even though you can keep Ted in a cup doing the same thing over and over, and it makes you feel good that you got a rock star doing that, it might not be the best thing for Ted, and it might not be the best thing for the future of your organization. So then when it comes to brass tacks at the end of the day, and now you're on the backside of COVID-19, and you got to start making some hard decisions, who do you keep? Do you keep the person with the 30-something years at the desk that's micromanaging and controlling? Or do you roll the dice with the people that are thinking more open-minded and the evolution of businesses being the next step in in the natural human progression of life? JC, I can't complain about never winning the lotto if I don't play. Yes, you so can. I do have to take that risk. You I can. Mean, you can, but what, what's It the will point? do you no good. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't win. Did you play? No. Well, shit. That's why, right? It's like so, all those people. I can't believe it's not butter. Spray. <laughs> you know? Have you tried it? No, I just like to say it. You know? Just like to say that I can't believe it's not it, right? No, but dude, it, it, it's uh, you're about to spend a bunch of money in college. Everybody spends so much money in college this year. They're about to really go through the roof. Where are you going to find year, a job? It's going to be even more. How are you going to get into the job? Unless there's a mandate or something in place, like the president signed into effect that's going to afford people the opportunity to be based uh, to be evaluated on their skills, which helps level the playing field for those that have gone and served time to the United States government in the service that doesn't have a, quote, equivalent to the bachelor's, master's, or doctorate, but they just served 20 years and they were in charge of multi-million dollar equipment and the lives of every single American out there, right? But they're not worth anything here unless they go get a piece of paper. There's something wrong about that. There's something wrong about taking the guy who knows what it takes to go, quote, in country and now build community relationships with people that he doesn't even necessarily speak the language with, but he can help mitigate the risks associated with international diplomacy from a community-based level. But you come back here and you can't get a job at Lowe's because you don't (laughs) have the degree, but, you know, it's fine. It's good, you know. It's, you know what? And JC, and look, and and again, it, it's 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 not fair. It doesn't level the playing field if we have such a love affair with the college education system. And look, this is somebody who has a bachelor's and a master's, and I teach for the masters of HR program. But if you ask my students, which they're listening right now, because I told them to listen, um, if you ask my students, they'll tell you my classes are radically different than what they're used to. All right. For I'll say it uh, for college, I'm supposed to have them buy a hundred and seventy five dollar book. That's 10 years old for HR. And I'm telling them you can do that if you want. We're not going to use that book. We're going to use this fifteen dollar book from Amazon because this fifteen dollar book from Amazon talking about employer relations, talking about FML, talking about unions, talking about decision making, talking about um, uh, uh, how to negotiate. That is what you're going to need now. You're going to need this tomorrow. What we talk about in class, we take real life scenario. Well, first of all, we 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 talk about the um, uh, the different parts of the law in HR, and then we take a real scenario from the Wall Street Journal and we apply it to that scenario to solve that problem. And these are things they can take to work the very next day. Think about that, JC. You are creating value for yourself on on Tuesday morning. Based on data and information you learned last night in class, you're getting a lot of return on investment for that. Oh, wait. Not everybody does that. But you're getting that from a college class. 
no, correct, correct. So, so I'm telling the, you, what are you? Come on, in no, one breath for the past bit, you're saying drop the degree, but then now you're advocating to take your class. No, you're killing. I'm me. not saying drop the degree. I'm talking. I'm talking straight out to two two types of people: the people who think they need a degree. Go ahead, continue to do so. But if you do, make sure you apply it. Make sure you use it because that's how you get the value. The degree itself is worthless. How you use it is where you get that well, value. That's the same with and, anything. Well, but it's we, the same we with forgot anything. about it. We forgot about it. I Your legs so are useless unless you use them. It. The what now? Your legs are useless unless you use them. You can exactly sit on your bum all day. Okay. Exactly Good. my point. All right, right? fair enough. So instead of me saying, I'm not going to teach anymore, I'm going to change it from the inside out. You know what? I'm going to make college relevant again, if that's the case. So I'm going to go in there. I'm not going to go with that process. I'm not going to go ahead and say, hey, let's use this 15-year-old book because the college says we have to use it. Make okay, here you go. You, you're trying to find the acronym for the hat, right? Make college relevant, uh, relevant again. Mara? Make college Ma- MC relevant again. Ra, McGraw, McGraw. <laughs> there you go. McGraw. No, but but you see what I'm saying? That ah, you know, let me. I need to me. inspire these students to go into work and say, "Look, I'm in here to help you move the needle from A to B." I learned this in class last night. I know the law says this, but let me apply it to this because this is what happened to Hertz. This is what happened to this organism. This is what happened to Walmart. Why? Because we're applying it. We're taking theory and 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 putting it into application, and that's a lot better than just reading and reading or writing an essay of what you would do. Because when you get to work. Nobody cares about your GPA anymore. Nobody cares that you as a valedictorian. I'm sorry, we don't. We want to know what you're going to do for me right now because it's all about me. It's the WIFM. What's in it for me as the organization? So we have this weird love affair with education, and we don't have the equal amount of love affair for hard work. And people are afraid to show it, and, and we're starting to see it right now. You know, what we've also been starting to see uh, in the wake of cancel culture is uh, a recall of uh, many things that need to be taken back. And there was a post I read online recently, Rick, uh, this is going to resonate with you, where people are uh, advocating for never playing the song Twins by Big Pun again. There was actually a a young individual uh, advocating for Big Pun to apologize uh, for the lyrics in that song, which anyone who knows Big Pun, uh, you He's may... dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, for like but the it, past 20 years. <laughs> but the lyrics contain the N-word and many other things in there, and uh, I don't know why Uh-oh. that just popped in my head. It. Uh, I don't know why. Then you might as well cancel all of hip-hop and all of New York City. I yeah. grew up in the, in, the, in the South Bronx in hip-hop in the 80s, early 80s, all the way to early 90s. You might also cancel all of that if that's the case. So do do you do you go down the uh, the same path of of canceling all degree requirements for every position that does not involve a safety situation? Or, so in other words, law, engineering, or sciences. You need that. You need regulation for that, right? That, because okay. if you make a all mistake, right. people all die. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> Except law, law right? engineering, or sciences. So yeah. As HR evolves and becomes more scientifically analytical with the management of people, one could advocate and state that there's a certain level of analytical science required to be in HR. 
That's a great point because we're not there yet, but we are on our way. We are on our way to get to a better HR space that's backed by science. But here's the thing. Nobody's going to die if we're wrong, right? Whereas if a doctor's wrong, people will die. If an engineer is wrong, people may die. So nobody, I mean, maybe do companies lose money? If someone's in HR is wrong, people may die. How? Maybe you don't get something right with their benefits package. Maybe you didn't file the insurance information the right way on their behalf, like they were stating that they needed. Maybe they couldn't maintain the health care that was required due to the group purchase under your tutelage as you're scouring benefits for the cheaper cost. So by your fingers, you've you've killed your staff. Or you could just go to Canada. Well, and, wait. And wait they close a, the borders. a year and a half? <laughs> we can't go there. <laughs> and wait a year and a half to two years? There's a, there's a whole nother double-edged sword well, there. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you I may mean, not so I, so, think so that it has a lot of power and importance, but it, it, it really does. I don't mean you. Yeah, the proverbial no, no, no. you, because I know you do. We've talked Generally about this speaking, numerous times. We have. You know, generally speaking, you're right. Right. But what I'm advocating is at some point, you're right. We are going to get to where you are going to be. You are going to need that type of a of a of a background, that type of experience. But we're not HR is not there yet. They're not there yet. We're getting there, but it takes more people to think outside the box and get there and help move those things from A to B. But I'm talking to everybody out there right now who thinks that the only thing they need is that college degree. The only thing they need is the, is that certification. You don't only need that. You need that work ethic and you need to meet people and you need to network like we do with uh, Disrupt HR, how we do with the show, how we go out and meet fans and we talk to people and just shake hands and, and don't have that mentality of what can you do for me have the mentality is what can i do for somebody without expecting anything in return and believing that impression in that person's head about you and what you do and 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 how, and how you relate to people the human aspect of it we forget that jc that thing that I thing don't. gets forgotten you do i don't no i mean, i do i do not we generally speaking as, okay, as, generally as, speaking, as, as human being yeah, yeah we do sure. so again can, i know can i'm gonna clarify one thing for me though yeah clarify one thing you keep saying human beings yeah. Oh, are we going to do this shit again, bro? What are you talking <laughs> human about? Human beings, 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 not beans, You're not right. human beings. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> I mean, I heard it multiple times during the program, and, and I just I'm want sure to comment. you were confused the entire yeah, time, the entire and now time, that I, I clarified it, human this beings. whole show makes sense now. <laughs> Is it also important? <laughs> right? It's really important. It's really important. important. <laughs> right. I had a hard day, important. dude. Leave me alone. <laughs> human beings. Uh, you yeah. are, sir, you are the Paul Heyman of HR. That's all I got to say. You are the advocate for the beast. You lost me. I'm sorry, dude. Who's Paul? Someone's going to get that. And if you get that okay. joke, just, I'm not. just tweet. Let us know. <laughs> I don't Come know up. who that is. Yeah. Paul Heyman? Paul Heyman, you are the advocate. Got it. Thank you, JC. I really appreciate that vote of confidence. Give me a couple of uh, sentences of wrap up on things that you didn't talk about yet that uh, that you've been talking oh, about you know this what? whole time. No, I, w- what I want to wrap up with is what is what organizations need to do. Now, the president is pushing this. I'm really happy that he's doing that. Um, organizations need to follow suit. They really do. 
Get rid of your mentality of requiring a college degree. Focus on behaviors, focus on actions, focus on outcome, and that's what you have to pay for. And if you get some, but the only way you're going to realize that is if you include that in the, in the hiring process, but you have to include that on there because if you don't do it on there consistently, you are going to have problems, but don't balk at somebody who has amazing experience, but just don't have those, those three or four letters behind their name because you are really pushing really good talent for your competition. And trust me, that competition that really has the mentality that I'm telling you about right now is going to have that leg up because they're going to scoop up all that untapped talent that you're pushing away just because they don't have that those credentials that you hold so valuable. So that's that that's how I leave it. And this is I really hope the hiring managers take that. And in addition, I really hope everybody out there who's going to college continue to do so. It is important, but you have to apply it. You have to apply it because if you don't apply it, it's you just wasting your time. You wasted your money. Just just remember a college degree, a diploma. All that is, is a receipt that you got that that you pay for college or somebody paid for your education. Um, But it's if you don't know how to build that house, if you don't know how to build that empire that you 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 gain that knowledge from college and you can't do that, then you're not valuable to anybody. JC, I met some people with three masters, three masters, and they don't do crap. They just sit around wondering, how come I don't get the job? Because you have to apply and you have to let people know you got it. And you have to talk to people and you have to let them know what you can and can't do. That's how you get that job. In the absence of those prestigious colleges like Harvard, Princeton, and Yale, those Ivy League um, uh, colleges that just by the name alone, you get that, that, that job offer for the other 98% of colleges in the United States or even the world. Um, you've got to do some legwork behind it. I can tell you, JC, how many times I've got some students who are about to graduate and they're like, God, I can't wait. I'm just going to get this job and do this and do that. And my question to them is, what are you going to do to get it though? Oh no, I got Rollins behind my name. <laughs> you really think the heavens are just going to open up and jobs are just going to fall out of the sky. Let me connect you to this recruiting manager and they'll let you know how hard it is to find good candidates. Let me tell you how hard it is for them because technology has taken over human resources and exactly how you said it's getting more technologically advanced. We have so much more data out there that we know what to do with. So now we got machines and AI that says, here you go. You post this management position on the recruiter. Here's 500 applications. Now, what do you do? You don't got time to sift through 500 applications. So you've got to come up with a process with that. So college degree plus work ethic, you're really going to shine. Because in this country, remember what the only thing that gets paid is attention. And if you are, do something that your attention, that, that you grab people's attention, you're going to get money off it. Believe that. Soapbox done. Current events on HR Talk, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Yes, we've been talking about a few things along the way today. A few. But moving forward directly into our current events segment here, this comes from foxbusiness.com. Supreme Court rules generic URLs can become trademarks. Oral arguments for the case were the first ever to be live live streamed because of the coronavirus pandemic, but ultimately the Supreme Court on Tuesday ruled that generic names, which are not usually allowed to be trademarked, can be registered by a business in the form of a URL. And if that URL is recognizable to consumers as being associated with a certain company, 
then that's a darn good thing. The ruling comes after a dispute (laughs) dating back to 2011 between Booking.com, a company that provides travel services, and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, PTO, over whether Booking.com can be trademarked. Booking is a generic term, but Booking.com argued that because .com is added to the end of its name and consumers generally recognize Booking.com as a specific company that provides travel services, it should be allowed to trademark the name. The Supreme Court agreed in a 8-to-1 ruling with an opinion authored by Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg that underscores how awkward American law is in general. In general? (laughs) The story goes on. Please look it up. Uh, Thank you, Chief Justice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Supreme Court rules generic URLs can become trademarks. So uh, if you think it, it can be, just go on your favorite search engine and and uh, just no, grab a no, URL and it's yours. It's no, it's got to be generic, right? So if yes. Apple Computers didn't own Apple. So wait a minute. So I can buy AppleComputers.com, and I'm not going to have an issue. <laughs> Good luck. It's probably already <laughs> taken now that you said well, it. I'm, I mean, after yeah, now you that well, we haven't published it yet, <laughs> I'm going to buy it before you know we what? do it. See if it's available um, right now. Go for it. You keep hitting the microphone with your huge skull today. Because it hurts. <laughs> yeah, so no generic sense. URLs. I keep it because it hurts. Generic URLs can become a trademark in the name in and of itself as per the Supreme Court ruling, which is a, a very, very big thing. I'll tell you right now. What are you doing? Oh, you're trying to register the name. Okay. You're not really quick at this, though. It's I'm not, I'm very not. labor intensive. I don't, I don't have. Ooh, it's available. Somebody owns it already. Applecomputers.com. It's available. Well, no, somebody has it. They'll take $1,000 for it. Hey. Yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> good, good luck. Not doing right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no. Your next story. Moving along in our current events segment right here. There is no safe way to reopen colleges this fall. Mm. Reopening colleges during the pandemic is too dangerous, according to Shuenta Bansal, Colin Carlson, and John Kramer. In this article, it states universities across the country are announcing their intention to resume in-person classes despite the ongoing threat of pandemic, including some recent high-profile decisions. Colleges are proposing solutions like residential pods and dorms to balance physical distancing with the need for social contact or digital apps that trade off privacy for contact tracing. These ideas could provide more flexibility in the future. Most reopening efforts assume some degree of protection is conferred by students younger age, but on campus, transmission does not stop at a university's gates and within university communities. The potential for severe outcomes of COVID-19 is high and unpredictable, and death is not the only worry. Clinicians are documenting heart, kidney, and neurological problems from coronavirus infection and recent analysis of patient experiences show some cases continue experiencing symptoms for 50 days or longer. If acquiring COVID-19 <laughs> remains risky, the question becomes whether Such universities can stop transmission on campus. The cardinal rule of a dangerous respiratory epidemic is to avoid unnecessary congregation. But campuses are a dense network of highly connected, clustered settings with intense social contact, streaking in the quad, and meeting in the dorms. 
I I read a story earlier this year that actually no, it was a, it was a, 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 about a month ago when it was really hot and heavy with this COVID-19 stuff and the state of New York was the epicenter of the U.S. and Florida took over. Yay. But I did read a story where they were talking about some major colleges across the United States are having some issues because in that point in time, a month ago, their enrollments or their interest or the admissions letter dropped 20% versus the same time the year before. So some colleges were really, really worried about that because they didn't know what kind of a trend that was going to be throughout the summer, actually through the end of the spring semester and then going into the summer, then into the fall. So they're, 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 they have to scramble, which brought up a good question. If you're wondering about how much college costs right now, before COVID-19, I doubt you were able to negotiate. I bet you will now to negotiate rates on when they're going to come in because there's there's a 20% is a lot brother that is a lot of 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 people who normally would go to college and now they're not especially when those those private colleges those private universities well well, well colleges who um who really rely on that money not only that what about sports what about football what about those those uh, those Florida Gators who had a great freshman, sophomore, junior year, and now like this, their senior year, and like we're not going to play, or maybe if we are, there's nobody in the stands. What's that going to look like? This changed forever, brother. It changed forever. Your next story here is coming from Peter BBC Sark. News. My business will close if I can't reopen soon. By Marianne Rusin, business reporter from BBC News. Now, this one here, spas and firms offering complimentary therapies such as massage, detox, and hydrotherapy. I've told the BBC they could go out of business soon if they cannot reopen in July. Mm. I can sustain my business for another two weeks and that's it, says Michelle Garrity-Carnes, owner of complimentary therapy clinic, Eternal Bean, and spa firm Eternal Spa in Enderbury, Leicester. Entrepreneurs. In the industry, we're already struggling with a slump in demand, having had to shut their business due to coronavirus restrictions. But when spas and firms offering complimentary therapies were not included on a long list of businesses allowed to reopen from 4 July forward, many felt dismay. This particular clinic, which offers a range of treatments for allergies, intolerances, and deficiencies, is in slightly better shape, but still on extremely shaky ground and may go out of business in the near future. We're seeing this all over the globe where uh, rules are going into effect, where some organizations may open while others may not. It may be okay to protest, but you cannot congregate for church. (laughs) So here's the thing. Here's the thing. And my heart goes out to those folks. You know, it's anybody that has the backbone and the cojones to leave whatever job they had and to follow their passion and open up their own business hats off much respect for them. So my heart breaks that, that they have to close their doors because that that's their livelihood. That's their passion. That's not somebody else's passion. That's their own passion. And I love to give money, my money through small businesses as much as I can. But here's the thing. If all this pandemic and closure thing was going to happen to anybody, the people who can survive it are the people who took the chance and they were surviving up until this point are entrepreneurs. Take they can take it. They can take it. They'll take the information and uh, you know what? We'll close and we'll figure it out because that's how the entrepreneurial mind works. That's how the entrepreneur spirit works. So if it has to happen to anybody who can overcome it, it's them. Mm-hmm. 
it really is. I just feel bad that their families have to tighten their belts and you got kids who got nothing to do with it. And it's, it's just a sad thing all, all around. I'm seeing those stories here in Orlando as well. Some companies that are just, they're just not going to come back. Some small businesses that are just not going to come back. And it's sad. Really. Thank you for paying take attention. A chance I, really on me. <laughs> I got that whole take a chance on me. So going in my head right now. All right. All right you ready? Go shoot. Your next current events segment here. This is coming from a a, a podcast, believe it or not. What? HR oh, pros are going to sit down and talk with other practitioners about connecting, giving back, and building your network. And they've got a special episode Whoa. for you. This particular show is joined by Karen Crone, CHRO of Paycor in Cincinnati. They sit down and talk to her about her start in land administration and moving over to human resources, leading HR at an HR tech provider, and how this company, Paycor, is addressing client needs in the time of COVID-19. Please stop by the HR Social Hour podcast. They could use a couple more clicks and check out their most recent episode, special episode, John and Wendy talking to Karen Crone of Paycor. Nice. So they're just going to talk about Paycore. Paycore stuff? <laughs> Got it. Okay. Paycore. 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 It's like parkour, but paycore. Hey. <laughs> it's so paycore is like parkour, parkour, but from Boston. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> is that what it is? Okay. Got it. Parkour. <laughs> Paycore. Oh, my favorite part. Florida Man. It's Florida. time for. Florida Man Stories. Florida Man Stories, if you're not already familiar with this segment, we do kick this out weekly. And this right here, this first Florida Man Story is coming to you directly from... Do do you want the most recent and impactful one or the one that's a little more Florida Man-ish? Which one do you want, Rick? (laughs) You know what? You won me with Florida Manish. Let's All go right, we'll start with the Florida Manish one first. So yeah. this is out mm-hmm. of uh, ClickOrlando.com. They could be a trademark oh. unto themselves, according to the Supreme Court now. Uh, report, right. Florida man trapped on his property with hundreds of parrots. This was written by Adrian Cutway. With a legal battle underway, a Florida man has no choice but to spend every day and every night in his bird sanctuary with only a couple hundred parrots to keep him company. The Tampa Bay Times reports that Majid Magic Esmaili from Zasky, Florida Bird Sanctuary, recently contacted the newspaper about his predicament. His five-acre sanctuary is surrounded on all sides by other people's property, leaving him with no way to get in and out. According to the report, the gentleman used to have an agreement with the neighbor Linda Fowler that allowed him and others visiting the sanctuary including volunteers who help care for the birds, to use a path through her property that led to a public road. Fowler told the newspaper she was over the gentleman acting like a madman and scaring customers away from her horseback riding ranch. Because of that, she put up two locked gates and decided to take the gentleman to court. While a judge initially ruled in Fowler's favor, the case is currently in appeal and a stay has been granted to require Fowler to open the gate and is allow Ismaili to use the path until the appeal is decided. That should happen in a few days, but in the meantime, Ismaili said he's been struggling to feed himself 
and his 200 parrots trapped in the woods. He describes himself in an email to the Times as a prisoner in his own property. To read the full story, stop by tampabay.com. So, this week, he's struggling to feed himself and his 200 parrots. Next week, he's just struggling with him and his 175 parrots because he's no longer hungry. Is that what you're saying? How can you be starving and have so many animals around you? By the way, I want our audience to know that you've heard it here first, folks. You heard it here on this episode of HR Talk today on January 30th, January, (laughs) June 30th, I wish, of 2020. This is the sequel to the Tiger King documentary. This is the Parrot King because that's out of Florida too, right? Because Carol Baskin's from Florida as well. Same situation, just one has a tiger sanctuary, one has a parrot sanctuary. Same thing. It's time for Florida Man. I thought we did that already. And the stories continue with your final Florida Man this week. We're doing a double shot of Florida Man. This one is from Axios, dated as of two hours ago. Orion Rumler. Oh, Orion Rumler, big big shout out to you here. Going to quote a few things. Stop by uh, Axios. Check out this story. Florida is not going back on reopening, says Governor. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis told reporters on Tuesday that the state will not reinstate restrictions or close business to mitigate the spread of novel coronavirus. Why this matters? More than 50% of coronavirus infections in the United States are from states like Florida, Texas, Mm -hmm. California, and Arizona. When asked by reporters on Tuesday if he would tell people to stay home, as Abbott did, DeSantis explained that social distancing has been recommended throughout the state's reopening and that protecting the elderly and vulnerable in the state are the state's priorities. We're not going back, closing things. I don't think that's really what's driving it. People going to a business is not what's driving it either, DeSantis said. I think when you see younger folks, I think a lot of it is more just social interactions. So that's natural. We're open. We know who we need to protect. Most of the folks in those younger demographics, although we want them to be mindful of what's going on, are simply much, much less at a risk than the folks who are in those older age groups. What? So what's he saying? We're open, but we're not open is our youth, but it's not our youth. He's saying you're not going back. You're not going back to phase one. You're not going to shut down. You're moving forward. Tell you what, for somebody who's hitting records every day this week, not the words we should be saying, but I get it. <laughs> I Trust me, I get it. State of Florida has reported over 3,500 deaths, more than 14,500 hospitalizations, and over 152,000 confirmed cases. We are hurting, dude. We are. And it, it's it's now, it, especially in Central Florida, where we got the big three theme parks, and then in South Florida, where the beaches are going to be closed this weekend for July 4th. Um, it, it's I really feel bad for these communities that really rely on tourism dollars. And again, it goes back to those small businesses that really are the backbone to those communities, and they're, they're going to be hurting. So, but here's the thing. Uh, I get that is on what's on the governor's heart and what he's trying to do, just focusing on them. So I do feel bad, but at the same time, it, it, it's we we gotta stop the spread. We don't want to be the state 
that really is the epicenter for the entire country, which we already are. But we got to do things to quell it. We have to do things to curb it. And I just wish everybody would do their part um, to actually stop that spread. And then hopefully we can get back into the open and, and just try to live life just how it was before, because I don't think we're ever going to get to it. Did you read that story on the Internet this past week or so that was talking about the uh, I think it was an NPR story. And they focused on the CDC stating that they have confused the numbers nationally between what is an actual coronavirus infection virally and what is a positive antibody yeah. result. And I it's, heard about it's that. confusing the numbers and it's it, there's state differentials in the pro there's a whole thing going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you got one state that counts it one way and they have another state that counts it another, yeah, it gets really convoluted. And then you have to tear everything up and start from scratch with better regulations on how to report those numbers. I did read something about that. I, I didn't you know really dive into it. I don't understand, yeah. though, either, is how you could have thousands of new COVID cases from going to the beach, but zero cases from rioting. I don't understand because that. Because the people from the beach, I'm sure they went to get tested and the people who were rioting, <laughs> I'm sure they didn't go get tested, right? <laughs> because uh, if you go get, because remember, the more you test, the more you get. Oh, so now you're on the board and now the CDC conflates things and it all gets crazy. And we're it all does gonna get die. crazy. We're all going to die. Well, I mean, at some point, yeah, we are at some point. Freaking vampire. With that being said, going around the room for some final thoughts. Ricky Baez, over to you. Oh, me. Um... I think I said my final thoughts, but it's, I'll just recap it again. Just focus on your behavior, focus on your output of your education, not just on your education on itself. It's not going to stand on its own in order for you to be, to be viewed as um, outside from the pack. You have to be able to show what you can do, not just to have that degree, show what you can do, show that value as, as a candidate, as a hiring authority, make sure you give your candidates the opportunity to showcase their skills. Don't just stop it at, um, at just looking at their um, credentials. Give them the opportunity to showcase it. Do it uh, fairly, uh, fairly. Do it fairly and consistent, and you're not going to have an issue. Boom. What Done. are some of That's the best it. ways people could reach you, sir? Email, phone, whatever. With my final thought here, <laughs> I would like to sum things up before saying goodbye. Oh yes, please do. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Our virtues and our failings are inseparable, like force and matter. And when they separate, man is no more. Nikola Tesla. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm JC. It's been a pleasure to be here. Drive safe. Have a good night. I think you said Nicolette Tesla instead of Nicola, but okay, whatever. I did not. I said Nicola Tesla. You said Nicolette. I did not. Maybe I heard Nicolette. Human beans.